as boys lines. As bold as lion. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Well, it's another episode of the As Bold as Lions podcast. Good to have you on board today. Uh, hey, where other podcasts might try and just leave you with a touchy, feely sort of message, this podcast, yes, this podcast, endeavors to speak life and truth, even if that is not always the most popular thing to speak or to say. And so I hope whether or not a message is easy to receive, that you still go away with some meat from these episodes and something of substance, something to grab a hold of. And that is why we go into things like the full armor of God. That's why we've top, tackled topics like transgenderism and uh, even the need for true gospel preaching in the wake of living in a post-COVID world. All things that we have talked about this year and in, even in a few recent weeks. Uh, in 2023 has been a great year. I've sensed that in order to keep doing this podcast that uh, we need to keep being in alignment with God's will. And that just means being open to the topics that the Holy Spirit would lead me into. Some things that I haven't necessarily always loved talking about, some things that have been a little bit uncomfortable, but they've stretched me and I hope they've been good for you to hear as well. Um, we've got quite a catalog now of episodes. We're going on about 120 plus so you can go back and, and find other things that maybe interest you, things from even a couple of years ago that, that, that hopefully are still uh, within the scope of, of what we've been talking about. And sometimes it's a little more timely based of, of what's going on. But most of what we talk about, I think, stays, um, stays relevant from, from year to year. And uh, can can kind of keep going back to and referring to it. So I, I hope that's what it is here with this this latest series as we're diving into something that's it may kind of sound easy enough to to just kind of throw out this idea of here's here's how to share your faith and and um, you know in, in three easy steps this is this is sharing your faith and it's not necessarily that that easy or or something that we can um, just kind of just write a quick message about. It's, it, re- it requires faith of our own. It requires action and obedience of, on our own. It requires prayer. It requires listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, requires laying aside our own wants and, and desires and, and just following Him. So the, um, the thought behind this this topic and, and kind of why to do it now, I guess it's just some of the own conversations that I've had and things I've overheard over the past few days and weeks. And just that question of, of are we sharing our faith? 
And are we in the light of what is going on all around us being quick to tell others about Christ? Um, there's still this subset of Christianity that has honestly this apathetic viewpoint towards the gospel, um, towards evangelism, sin, repentance, heaven and hell, and so on. And I've talked about that in, in some length in, in other episodes here. I don't want to go down and spend a lot of time there today. But what I think, I'm seeing this in my own church, and I'm, I'm reading about it, hearing about it, seeing it online, so I know what's happening. People are looking for, and there's a hunger and almost this gravitational pull towards preaching that is biblically sound and and has again that that meat and that substance that truth to it people are looking for what is real and casual christianity just kind of this just loosey-goosey stuff this feel-good stuff it doesn't offer that and there's a time and a place i think for some topical sermons and and things that that get preached out there but i don't know if that's the best steady diet for the churchgoer the and i hope you kind of know what i'm saying there there there's a lot of there's a lot of churches that just kind of preach this do goodism and this virtue kind of stuff but they never really come back to like what where does that all come from and and even in all the do good stuff that we're still wretched, messed up, broken sinners in need daily of a savior. So Jesus is the source and we need to profess him openly. And all that's kind of my beginning diatribe here of, of, of just saying, you know, hopefully when you come to listen to this, you're looking for truth. You're looking for something that's real and that you're going away feeling like this pointed you towards that um, because that's otherwise I'm, I'm just wasting my time. I'm wasting my breath. I'm wasting your time. I want to point us towards Jesus Christ. So today's episode, the direction we're going is simply just asking, do you know your story in Christ? The last time we, we set it up, this topic of sharing your faith, I felt like we need to to kind of start with just who's Jesus? Just kind of making sure we're all on the same page there. And I'll I'll readily admit the 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 topic, even this whole thing we're going into, it's it's bigger than just a, a weekly podcast for half an hour or whatever. But it's good to get a, a working knowledge of of these things and then be able to distill it down for someone who's looking for an answer. So part of that process as we're going into it today is knowing who you are in Christ and who were you before? What was it at the moment you encountered him? And then what has been the aftermath, hopefully a good aftermath after accepting Christ. And I look at, songs all the time I resonate with songs that take an idea of 
before, during, after meeting Christ, kind of that, that picture of, of the gospel, a story that does that. For me, that there's this, if you're in Christ, you're already like, okay, that I, I can experience what that person's going through to some degree because I've been down that road. I know what that means. And so I think that when we talk about these things, we, we have to be real with people. And I think these are the three areas that, that really naturally allow us to expand the conversation. If we're going to talk about our story, we can just break it down into those three things. You, you might have other kind of sharing your testimony, sort of, this is, this is what you need to include, whatever. That's great. Um, this, this is just kind of the one that comes to me. And maybe this is something that I've, I've heard recently that I'm, I'm kind of pulling in as well. But what is, who is the person that you were before knowing Jesus? What was happening at the moment of the cell of your salvation? And then who were you or who are you after making that decision? Those are the three areas. Those are the three points. Those really um, fill out the whole of, of what we're talking about when we're saying, what is your story? I don't think there's anything that, that really leaves out because that, that seems like that's, that kind of covers it all for some people. They're, they're still in that process of the story. They haven't met Christ yet. So they're, they're only on the first part of this. Um, but for others who have met Christ and have truly surrendered their hearts to him, you're, you're past that and you're, um, growing in, in holiness and in sanctification and, and hopefully sharing your story, you're sharing your faith with other people. So we're going to just dive into that. We're going to look at each point here and uh, kind of a, a verse that applies and then talk about what that means, getting you and I to examine that for ourselves so that we can have that that knowledge at our fingertips is readily available to pass along. So who were you before Christ? Our first point. Ephesians 2, 11 and 12. Remember that at one time, You were separated from Christ, strangers to the covenant of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. I love that. It's worth repeating. Remember that at one time, at one time, remember that you were separated from Christ, strangers to the covenant of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world, having no hope, a stranger to God. When we think of our stories in Christ, are we able to, to go back and kind of remember the, the shoes that we were in at that moment? Not literally the shoes, but just kind of the, the position we were, we were at in that moment um, before meeting him. And you might be like, well, you know, I, got, I, I really got saved at a young age, so I don't remember a whole lot before, before that. And I would say, great, great. Um, you might be on the other side and say, well, I was, I can remember because I was a wayward sinner for a good chunk of, of my life. And, and then, you know, I met, I met Jesus. I can remember. And again, I'd say great. But if I can say just this to both audiences, whether you're this person saved from little on up 
acknowledge Jesus or you came uh, to him later in life, camp A or camp B, it doesn't matter because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's Romans 3.23. To find him early in life or later doesn't really matter. And to know that if we hadn't met Jesus, we would truly be lost adds another dimension to our faith. So I like to do it this way. Maybe you were saved as just a little one, you know, at, at your grandma's knee or your your mom or your dad's knee, just just real small, but but had that I wanna I wanna pray pray to accept Jesus into my heart, you know, and oh it just warms the heart of, of the parent or the grandparent to be like getting to lead their their child or grandchild to Christ. Amazing moment. But to think of if, if that were you, to to know that if if you hadn't made that decision, what your life could have been. I think we can all put ourselves in that place. We can all think of like, if I hadn't grown up in a Christian home, if I hadn't heard the gospel at a young age, man, I could have been easily gone down this road. Or maybe it's not even that hard because maybe you had a point where it's like, even with all of that, I still strayed. I still found a, a path of sin and I had to even come back. Um, so that's, that's one of those things where I, I think whether you're this person that says I've, I've really known Christ all my life or I've come to know Christ later, we can all say, man, there's sin in our lives either way. And praise God if I came to know him at a young age, cause it kept me from a lot of stuff that I could have gone into. Um, but Praise him either way. I think that's that's my way of just kind of saying, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter when you when um, kind of this point A, this first point happened. The, the main thing is that as we go on, you did meet Christ. Um, this process of sharing your faith, it's it's good to know the path that you've taken. It's good to know in order to be able to share with someone else and just be real with them to not sugarcoat or leave out some of the bad parts because there's some that are, they're struggling in a certain sin or they're, they're struggling to find victory and your story might connect to them, might, might bring them the promise of freedom in Christ. Maybe it's a drug addiction or something like that. Like, I found Christ and then I no longer had that same addiction and no longer had the desire to, to do that, that thing anymore. And to be okay with the fact that your story may not resonate with everyone, but that it is your story and it's important to tell it and to kind of scatter uh, the seed of, of the gospel in that way. Um, the main thing I think is to set the scene to say I was without hope. I was defeated. I was prideful. I was arrogant. I was broken kind of wherever you're at in that, that moment, um, before you came to encounter Christ BC, I call it before Christ. Um, just, just being honest, being forthright and that that's going to come through, um, for the right person that needs to connect with that. So we're, we're examining our story, saying, who were we before Christ? Secondly, is what happened at the moment you encountered Christ? 
I like this verse in, in Psalms, Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. That moment of encountering Christ was the moment we really first tasted, as the psalmist here accurately uh, describes it. There's a, a point of surrender, to be sure, a point of humility as well. And those are things we should experience as we lay down our pride, as we lay down sin, and we um, walk a path of repentance. There's this recount of John Wesley's own salvation story. Um, talks about the heart being strangely warmed. Uh, the, the quote here uh, is, while describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, Wesley says, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation. And an, an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. So he has this experience, um, almost a sort of physical manifestation or feeling of, of what's going on spiritually speaking. And some people have that. Some people can can say, yeah, I've, I've, I've felt something. Doesn't mean that we have to have that happen. It doesn't mean that if we don't feel something that Christ didn't come in and then there wasn't, that wasn't a true moment that, you know, I, I think when we make that, whether it's the sinner's prayer, whether we just somehow acknowledge in our mind and in our thoughts, Jesus, you died for my sins. I, I believe you're my savior. Um, whether we're, we're actually saying those words or acknowledging it through our mind, um, that, that, that is the point. That is the moment. Um, and there's this, there, there is some recognition, whether something magically, I don't want to use the word magically, but something, we feel something or something happens, there is this recognition, recognition that something's changed. I think that is important, that there's something that's, that's shifted and that we then have crossed this line, this threshold in which the weight of our sin has been lifted by the weight of the cross and Christ's payment of our debt. We talked about that a little bit more specifically last time, but when we when we share our faith, when we lead somebody to Christ, you know, it says that the angels are rejoicing when one sinner is saved. So we know even if we don't like feel something, we don't get all kinds of goosebumps or whatever, there's there's something going on supernaturally and spiritually speaking that is happening. And that's beginning that process has just then started in that individual when they say, I've, I've accepted Jesus into my life. Our hearts and our minds are seared. We begin a process of sanctification. That's just this fancy word for becoming more holy, more like Christ. And we go on to live a new life. So what did that look like for you? What, if you can go back to that point, and I think it's important, even if you don't have a date written down or exact time or anything like that, that you can go back and be like, I, I know I accepted Jesus Christ. I know he came into my heart and, you know, then I started the process of, of living for him. It's important to have that kind of figured out because if you're sharing your faith with somebody else, you're bringing them to that point potentially as well. Let's say you, but the Holy Spirit is. Finally, 
what has happened since you confessed Christ as Savior and Lord. Famous verse, I'm sure you guys know this, um, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This last part is critical because it's really kind of the clinching point in the witness testimony of the case. You and I are witnesses, and we're sharing our testimony. And it's not that we save the individual here that we're talking to, but our, our testimony should reflect what's happened for us. And then somehow that person can be like, how do, how do I experience that for myself? So what changed in your life since you found Jesus? Here's some, here's just some examples I'm throwing out. And these are evidences. It doesn't mean these things saved a person, but, but they're things that have then come out. They're fruit of, of that. Um, perhaps your speech and the words that you, you regularly use have changed. Perhaps you're generally more kind and you're more patient with others. Did you start going to church? Did you develop a love for God's word? Did you want to start to be around other Christians? Did you start living less for yourself and more on the behalf of others? Did you overcome an addiction? Were there relationships in your life that were restored? How did your priorities change? Is there any physical, mental, emotional healing that has taken place in your life since you professed Christ? None of these things equate to salvation. They're just examples of things we can point to and look, hey, before Jesus, this wouldn't have happened. This only occurred because he came into my life. And I'd say these are evidences. These are these are fruit the fruits of, of what has happened. The Holy Spirit's come in come in. He's doing a work. He's changing me. No, I'm not perfect. I'm not I'm I'm not where I want to be, but thank goodness I'm not where I was. And I've brought this up before, but it's it's hard to argue with someone's testimony because it's theirs. Who can say, no, that didn't happen? That's no, that's not true. It's really your word against anyone else. And when that fruit is being born in your life, others start to see it. Then they start to ask, what's, what's going on with you? What's, what's changed? And then that's a great opportunity, a great lead in to say, let me tell you about this Jesus. Hopefully that's uh, helpful to you. And I don't want to overcomplicate anything here. I think it's just worth noting that our testimonies are powerful and we should know them in order to share them and plant seeds in the lives of those around us. Um, for a little bit of my own story, last year I did a podcast just uh, in November, things I'm thankful for, and one of those was my testimony. You can go listen to that and a little bit more of my own story, if that's something that's helpful. But these things that we talked about today, I honestly, I don't do this enough, considering who I was before Christ the what happened, the point I, that I met him, and then who I've become after meeting him. I don't, I don't really spend enough time considering all of that, and I need to, because I think this, this honest evaluation is good for us. It helps us remember that we are still prone to being in sin, prone to being who we once were, but because of Christ, we no longer have to be slaves to sin. If we are to share our faith and have it go forth with purpose and with power and with authority, 
we need to recognize what Christ has done in our lives. We're not the same person we once were. Are we perfect? No, absolutely not. But praise God. Daily, he is making us more and more like himself as we trust him and put away the sin that so easily entangles. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is a verse that speaks of our lives post-Christ, after encountering his glory. Let us run the race. Let us let go of sin. Let's, let's just be unhindered and go. That's where we're at if we've accepted Christ. I'd love to chat further with you guys. If this is something you have more questions about, take this offline. Um, you can email me, info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com. It's probably the best way to get a hold of me. And I, I'd love to hear how this um, works practically for you as well. Um, in practice, how does how does this look? How does this work? Are these things that you're incorporating as as you witness to someone else? Have you already tried this sort of approach? Um, what's worked? What hasn't? I'd love to get your feedback. I, I assume that generally, when we're witnessing to somebody else, we're we're immersed in our own story of of, of what Jesus has done in our lives. We're, we're not talking about somebody else necessarily. Um, we're not. You know, we're talking about ourselves. We're, we're explaining like, this is who Jesus is and this is what he's done for me. And that's awesome. That is an awesome, awesome thing to be, to be able to do that. And I encourage you guys to, to take that seriously. We're closing today. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 kind of, uh, wraps this all up with a little bow. Be very careful in how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. That's why we got to tell people. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Guys, take care. Next time we're going to finish up this sharing your faith um, with kind of bringing it home and saying who in your life needs to hear. Who do we need to be telling? God bless. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share. And head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.